0: and socially significant. We go now to the pulpit of Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City and to the preaching and teaching of Rev. Dr. Lori Walkie.
1: Welcome from Mayflower Congregational United Church of Christ, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. This morning is Faith Formation Sunday, and while we are celebrating our students for sure, we are also celebrating the leadership of Joanna Goodwin, our director of Faith Formation, and the way she leads and loves our children. So, for the work and ministry of Joanna, let the people say, Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? We have high hopes for our children, Holy One, as We start the new school year. We are sending them into the classroom covered in prayers that they would, as was said of Jesus, grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and neighbors. We are also very aware much of that has to do with what they learn at home and in this beloved community. So today, Holy One, we pray for us those of us who drop them off and pick them up, the ones who remind them to brush their teeth, those of us who show up at games and recitals and performances to cheer them on, the ones who pay for braces and lessons and yearbooks. May we, too, grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and our neighbors. We pray for us, the bonus adults, the trusted adults, the extra set of wheels, the emergency contact, the backup to the backup to the backup, and the, hey, cut your mom a break, encouragers. May we also grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and our neighbors. Our children are listening to hear a gentle answer that turns away wrath, listening to hear us pray for our enemies, listening to hear us offer a heartfelt apology. They are watching to see us love our neighbor, watching to see us practice what we preach, watching to see us do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. The text says, remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Help us to live in ways that are worthy of remembering, Holy One, worthy of consideration and worthy of imitation. And when we fall short, show us that your grace is indeed sufficient, and then they will know they can trust it too. For all the help we can get, we pray. Amen. Our scripture lesson comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 14 through 19. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser night light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. Here ends the reading from our tradition. May God grant to us wisdom and courage for interpretation. And I'd like to invite all of our kindergarten through third graders up to the chancel. Fifth grade, yes, I don't know what I just said. Kindergarten through fifth graders. You're included too. Up to the chancel for our sermon this morning. All right. Do you all like to read and listen
2: to stories? Yeah. Yeah. So people have been sharing stories for a really long time. Outside of a bookstore in downtown Oklahoma City is a sign that says we read to know we are not alone. We share stories to know that we are not alone too. We also share stories for a whole slew of reasons, to teach, explain why something is the way it is, to ask questions, to make meaning, to reveal deep truths, to share history and identity, to challenge, to create a world as it should be, and we share stories to learn about ourselves, others, our community, the world around us, and things beyond us. People have always wondered. They've asked and continue to ask many questions. We are still asking questions today. Did you know that everyone gathered in the sanctuary and everyone online all has some sort of question or wondering? do we all do we all have stories to learn and share no matter our age and we all continue to learn there's something to wonder and learn about everything and so from today's story the text points out the Sun the moon and the stars those have always been a source of awe wonder and stories people have been curious about them so they've asked questions and have studied the galaxies and stars in doing so, they've learned a little more about them. For example, we now know that the stars and the planets are always there, they're always shining, even if we can't see them. We have also learned that the stars are made of elements that are also found on Earth, like hydrogen and helium. Those are two gases that burn really, really hot, and as they burn, they also emit light. We have learned what other things on Earth and beyond are made of, We've also learned that every element that exists on Earth was originally created in a star. We have also learned that humans are made up of elements such as carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, and nitrogen. We have also calculated that the moon is 238,855 miles away from Earth and has a circumference of 6,783 miles. Yeah, pretty cool yeah it's a long road trip that's a long road trip you'd fall asleep for a long time so this new knowledge enables us to all keep wondering and share new and recent stories in our communities but new is a new story is also relative when we're talking about a timeline of 4.5 billion years So when Dr. Margaret Hamilton was a kid your age, she looked up at the night sky and the moon sparked wonder in her heart. She was full of wonder and awe and joy and curiosity. So she kept learning, asking questions, making mistakes, and eventually she wrote a story using only zeros and ones. And 54 years ago in 1969, That story that she wrote told Apollo 11 where to go, how to get there, and what to do if there was a problem. Her story made it possible for people to land on the moon. Just two weeks ago, the new James Webb Space Telescope took pictures of something that looks like a question mark. Scientists hypothesized that it's an image of two galaxies far, far away colliding. One scientist commented that we may have just found we may have we may just have the perfect combination of distance and perspective to make the two objects look like something that's meaningful to us. If the universe were to have a mascot though, we'd nominate the cosmic question mark. Has there ever been another object that so beautifully sums up our boundless curiosity for the boundless realms above? We are boundlessly curious about the realms above, below, and all around us. And our curiosity helps us shape the stories we create and share. Our curiosity also helps us create connections and communities. And those connections are possible and happen when we're open to possibilities. Or as the great Richmond football coach Ted Lasso reminds us, it's essential to be curious, not judgmental. Our curiosity inspires us to keep creating, questioning, wondering, and learning in all we do. People learn, create, and share stories and wonder in a variety of ways. We express our ideas through pictures, sign language, numbers, music, art, moving our bodies, written and spoken words. One way people shared Bible stories before the Bible was compiled and before people could read it themselves was orally. The stories were shared in such a way that the entire community, young and old, could participate and learn them. Everyone would gather, spend time together, and help share and teach those stories to help other people remember them. And to help people with that remembering process, there might have been some helps. There might have been like a pattern or familiar characters, songs, or another way for the community to all participate. There might've been something like a call and response or a repeated phrase. Everyone, young and old, would join in and help tell or act out those parts. So Genesis 1 is one of those communal stories. One of the phrases repeated at the end of each day of creation is, and God saw that it was good. Scholars believe that the primary storyteller would recite the creation of the day and then the community would repeat, and God saw that it was good. The ancient community would learn and be involved in the creating and recreating of that particular origin story. But the Genesis 1 creation story is not the only creation story that exists. There are two creation stories that made it into the Bible. But over the entire history of humanity, many communities from all over the world have also imagined their own creation stories that connect with their community. Biblical scholars believe that our 4th century B.C.E. Genesis 1 creation story borrows structure and details from a creation story that was at least 300 years old at that time. That was a Babylonian story called Enuma Elish. Can you say that with me? Enuma Elish. Both stories begin with everything being unnamed and unformed and chaotic until a deity takes action to create, control, and name everything. Enuma Elish also celebrates the god Marduk and his supreme power and control over other Babylonian gods and any other god or deity of the surrounding communities. So for a little context about Babylon, Babylon was, not, was known for not being very nice. Their rulers like conquering and taking land from other communities to show their power. So Babylon also used Enuma Elish as a reminder of their superiority. So not only did Enuma Elish answer the question of how the world came to be for the Babylonians, Enuma Elish was also a way to say that Babylon was bigger, stronger, and better than everyone else. The Hebrew people, the creators of our Genesis story, knew the Enuma Elish story. The Hebrew people were forced to live in captivity in Babylon and away from their homeland in Jerusalem for more than 60 years. That's a really long time. When they were able to return, they had lots of feelings and questions to navigate. The community asked questions of identity and about the world, questions like, who are we? Why are things the way they are? Why are there different plants and animals? Where do the plants or where do the stars go during the day? where is God in all this? So they thought of a new story to answer those questions and reveal deep truth for their community. Experiences and observations taught them that humans and nature needed certain things to exist, like air, water, and food. They noticed patterns about the moon and the stars and seasons in nature. I can almost picture some of the storytellers gathered around, kind of like we are, one starry evening. One of them might have asked, okay, What ideas do we have? We all agree, Enuma Elish is not our story. We need something different, something powerful. We need a story to connect our community to one another that we can all remember and tell. They might have thought in silence for a little bit. Fire would have crackled, shot off some sparks. Then someone else spoke up. I wonder what it would look like if we do this. We'll borrow the watery chaos separating heaven and earth We really like those bits. Those are super dramatic, and we can do some really cool special effects with those. But in our story, God with a capital G is even stronger than Marduk or any other god. There were nods all around. Nod, nod. And the brainstorming began. So our ancient and familiar stories also continued to be shared and reimagined new stories also emerge. Marian Don Bauer reimagines a story in her book, The Stuff of Stars. Let's explore it together in this community right now. Okay. It's called The Stuff of Stars. The Stuff of Stars. In the dark, in the dark, in the deep, deep dark, a speck floated, invisible as thought, weighty as God. There was yet no time, there was yet no space, no up, no down, no edge, no center. No earth with soaring hawks, scuttling beetles, trees reaching for the sky, there was no sky. No you, no me, only the speck, waiting, waiting, Waiting. And then the beginning of the beginning of all beginnings went bang. And in a trillionth of a second, our universe was born. A cloud of gas unfolded, unfurled, zigged, zagged, stretched, collided, expanded, 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 bits bumped, gathered, fused. And throughout the cosmos, stars caught life, trillions of stars, but still no planets to attend those stars. And if no planets, then no oceans, no mountains, no hippopotami, no violets blooming in a shady wood, no crickets singing in the night, no day, no night. The stars burned and burned. They burned so long and so hot that some of them exploded flinging stardust everywhere. And the ash of those dying stars gathered into planets, and the planets circled other stars. But still no bluebirds, no butterflies, still no snails, no giraffes, still no you, no me. The planets closest to their star stayed very hot. The ones far away, grew very cold, but one lucky planet, a fragile blue ball we call Earth, was neither too far nor too near. It circled its yellow star, the one we call the sun, from just the right distance and with just the right tilt to be sometimes warm, sometimes cool. Perfect for turning that starry stuff into mitochondria jellyfish, spiders, into ferns and sharks, into daisies and galloping horses. Again and again, Stardust gave birth to Stardust. Dinosaurs lived and died, making room for humans. Our great-great-great-grandparents and all before them lived and died, making room for more and more children. Then one day, in the dark, in the dark, In the deep, deep dark, another speck floated, invisible as dreams, special as love. Waiting, waiting, dividing, changing, growing, until at last you burst forth into the world. You took a big breath of the same air once breathed, by Wooly Mammoth. You cried tears that were once salty seas, your hair once the carbon in a leaf. You and the velvet moss, the caterpillars, the lions, you and the singing whales, the larks, the frogs, you and me loving you, all of us, the stuff of stars. So So in a minute, I'm gonna ask you to help me with a project. We have some buttons to share with the entire congregation. You what? You get one too. Everyone gets one. You get a button, you get a button. (laughs) Everybody gets a button. So each button reads, shine your light. We will keep these buttons with us as we all continue on our journeys, wondering, learning, and sharing our stories. And as that story reminds us, we too are stuff of stars. Stars shine and you shine. You are brave, loving, kind, and true. The world needs all of us in all of our us-ness, in all of your you May your hands be blessed as you write and draw and work and play. May you lend a helping hand. May you learn and may you know you can learn and grow in so many ways. May your heart love as you make friends and treat others with respect and care. May your health be blessed as you live and move and play. In this season of new beginnings, may hope give you wings to soar. May peace be in each breath. May joy fill you with delight. May you be encircled by love. May you discover light and beauty in the shimmering season of hope, peace, joy, and love. Amen. Amen.
0: You've been listening to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Dr. Lori Walkie, senior minister at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church in Oklahoma City. More information about the church can be found at www.mayflowerucc.org or by visiting Mayflower's Facebook page. Worship services are every Sunday at 10 a.m. with Sunday school classes for all ages at 9 a.m. Mayflower is located on Northwest 63rd Street in Oklahoma City, one block west of Portland. Thank you for listening.